You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast, where you will be empowered with the truth to live authentically, abundantly, and on purpose, taking you and your business from surviving to thriving by helping you be authentically you. Hello, it is Rebecca, your personal growth mentor. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. Today, we are going to be starting a four-part series about how to stop self-sabotaging. So I'm sure that you need some of this information because it is in our human nature to sabotage ourselves. So we're going to be going over this. This is part one of four parts. And what we're going to be looking at is how to overcome yourself so that you can become the achiever that you desire to be. So often we are our own worst enemy. And the thing is, is you cannot overcome an enemy that you do not know. So we're going to take time today to identify and understand exactly what is sabotaging you so that you can have the success that you desire. And What I want you to know is that in the information tab, if you are driving, you definitely need to get this later on, but it is a very valuable resource that I am giving you a PDF completely free that you can follow along over these next four days. It's one PDF for all four days. So this is part one of four um, different podcasts that we're going to be doing on this. Today, we're going to be talking all about how to identify and talking about ways that you are sabotaging yourself that you may not even realize. And then on part two, we'll be talking about how to make changes that actually last. So how do you change habits and behaviors in a way that you actually can see results from those changes and that effort? And then on the part three is all about how to stop procrastinating so you can get into action and start achieving those milestones and those goals that you're working toward. And then on part four, we talk all about what does it take to create laser focus? How can you focus in on something intensely enough so that you can actually make change in your life? because we're so distracted, right? And so it's about eliminating distractions and learning how to focus. And so I'm going to give you some great tips about those things. So this is part one. Let's get into all the ways that you may be self-sabotaging. So today we are going to be covering six different areas that you might be sabotaging in. That does not mean that this is an all-inclusive list, but what I have done is I have grouped together the most common ways that we sabotage ourselves and our businesses and keep us from the goals that we've set. So those areas are being negative, distractions, procrastination, lack of commitment, fear, and misalignment. So I'm going to be breaking those things down, giving you some stories and thoughts and asking you some questions for you to ask yourself. And then again, make sure that you get this document. It's a mentoring worksheet packet and it has everything that you need for the four parts and it will help you to implement this information. Not only does it have the information on the pages for you to review and to help you remember to make additional notes, but you also have questions that are as good as coaching with me, mentoring questions for you to be able to get clear so that you can make changes in your life, in your own situation. You can apply this information to you and make it actionable. So it's so good. And at the end, the very end, I actually help you to set up your 90-day goals, break them down so you're not only having a 
know what you're working towards. You know what you're going to be doing weekly and what your weekly goals are, your monthly goals are, and you're going to be knowing what you're supposed to be doing every single day. That is one of the biggest ways that we sabotage ourselves is by not having a plan. So by the end of this, when you get to the fourth one, so if you're on the first one, then definitely go ahead and find the next ones or next week when they come out. Definitely start listening to them. Very valuable information for you. So I first want to tell you a scripture. Romans 7.14 says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, I do. And this is such a great scripture. It's spoken from Paul when he is talking to the church of Rome and he is sharing his own frustration at himself of his having to overcome his own humanness and we are in that same spot continually what our mission is is to serve this world like only we can but it is really hard to do it when we're continually sabotaging ourselves and basically what happens is the enemy from the time that we are young we are building up these limiting beliefs and things that are contrary to the truth of who God wants us to see ourselves as. And so we can have this opportunity to really pay attention to what's going on in our life and start making shifts and changes because a lot of the things that we do on a regular basis that are sabotaging ourselves are actually just things that we have just are in a habit of doing that we've been doing over and over and over. We're not even recognizing them. And that's why everything that I do, I always start with self-awareness because we have to be aware and pay attention because the enemy wants us to stay so busy and distracted that we don't pay attention. And that's why so few people actually take time to really analyze what's going on with them. And it's a very powerful thing to get used to doing. So this is my opportunity to help you to see what that looks like, to think about these things. And so when we're thinking about negativity, we first want to recognize that as long as you are focusing on lack and not the abundance around you, then you are going to struggle. And many of us are programmed with a negative mindset. Again, from the time that we're small, the people that we're around, most people have not mastered their mind and don't have the ability to stay in a positive state of mind. And so most of us have a default of negativity. The negativity protects us. It is how fear shows up. It is also where all of those limiting beliefs are are showing up is through the negativity that we have. And so what happens a lot of times when we are focusing on our lack is that we are blaming other people, we are comparing, we are complaining, and believe me, I have a tendency to have a negative mindset and I have to overcome myself every day in that area, as you probably do. But one of the first things in order to stop self-sabotaging is we have to identify the areas where we have a lack mindset. I've talked about this before in my podcast about wealth and I have talked about it also when whatever you're focusing on will grow and, and if you're believing that you can't, then you're right. 
and because your beliefs will always direct your actions. And so we need to really get aware of the places that we are having a lack mindset. And a lack mindset is anything that makes us feel like we can't. Marie Forleo put out a book and it's called Everything is Figure Outable. And the whole book comes back to this one principle that no matter what you're up against, no matter what you're up against, everything is figure outable. It may not look the way that you thought. It may take time and energy and patience, but everything is figure outable. And so we have to start taking that stance and wearing that and knowing that we truly can overcome. We are told in the Bible that we are more than overcomers and we have to embrace that. The next thing with negativity is that many times we have a critical spirit. A lot of times this shows up in a critical spirit toward oneself where we are constantly beating ourselves up, we are shaming ourselves, we are cutting ourselves down, and that is very unhealthy. But the reason why it's so detrimental to you and your success is because often if you have a critical spirit toward yourself and your esteem and your self-identity is low because you've been being so mean to you, then it's really hard for you to rise up because you are also then taking that same negative critical spirit and applying it toward everybody else. And so many times you will find yourself being critical of other people the same way you are critical of yourself. Because how we do one thing is how we do all things. And it's unfortunate, and I'm sure you wouldn't even want to admit this to yourself. I don't want to admit it to myself, but it's true. We do that. And so we have to really nip that in the butt. We have to stop being so critical. And I am an extrovert and it's so easy for me to just notice things and think about things and say things that are in a critical nature um, and just point it out because if, if it comes into my mind, then I want to say it out of my mouth. And, you know, it comes out more for me and my family. So my daughters growing up, they tease me about how I would say critical things to them. And they would always say, you're such a nice person and you're such a good person, but you're so critical to us. And then, of course, I can be critical in my mind around other people. I may not say it out of my mouth, but I think it because I was always so critical to myself because I was holding myself to a level of perfectionism that is impossible to obtain. And because I was holding myself to a level of perfectionism, I was kind of expecting that from everybody else as well. And therefore I was being critical when other people didn't measure up to that expectation of perfect. And the thing is, is we just have to let go of perfect, that nobody is perfect. We have to make sure that we are not being critical in our spirit toward our self or toward others because it's only hurting us and it's actually lowering your energy and so whatever good you can do in the world when we are being negative it is actually making us be restricted instead of being open and there's scientific evidence to back that up it's really incredible and in the bible it talks about that we have a choice we can either speak life or we can speak death and so i want you to realize that critical and negative thinking is like speaking death. That is what the enemy wants for us so that we can be used to destroy rather than to build up. And I heard somebody say just the other day something so profound where they said, you are destroying your own dreams by the words of your mouth. 
And so when you are saying things that are contrary to what you really desire and want and where you're trying to go and the goals that you're trying to achieve, then you are actually destroying your own dreams because when you say it then that means you believe it and if you believe it that's directing your actions so those are things that we learned in how to overcome limiting beliefs podcast if you haven't heard that that was part of another series called the next level confidence series and so make sure you check that out overcoming a limiting mindset so the last thing on negativity is that you have to be really careful not to take a victim stance and most of us will come from a place of that we almost feel like we're oppressed because of our situation, because of our upbringing, because of our status, because of, you know, just being restricted because of the, we don't have the ability to make the choices that we want because of our circumstances. And so the very important thing for you to realize and know is that, again, everything is figure outable and you can never take a victim stance and win. I think that so much of my life, I just felt like I felt like a victim, like nothing has ever went my way. Everything I try, nothing ever goes the way that I hope because I'm a big, big dreamer. And so, of course, my expectations did not align with my reality so often. And it was a real problem for me. And so I was taking this victim stance in that, woe is me, everything bad happens to me. And oh, look at them. All the good things happen to them. And that's just not true. That is a lie. We all have the same kind of opportunities because we truly can overcome whatever it is and whatever calling God has put in your heart, he has equipped you to fulfill it. And so we are just defeating ourselves by taking a victim stance. So I had talked about in another lesson about how you have to start showing up and being the heroine or the hero in your life all the time. Instead of placing yourself in a situation where you're the victim or you are the oppressed one, you have to start putting yourself in the position of, I am the hero, I am the heroine, and with God with me and in me, I can do all things. And so I'm not saying do it alone and put yourself above God, certainly not that, but you do have a responsibility to take action in a positive way. And that is what faith is all about. Faith is actually you taking action in a positive way because faith without works is dead. So the next category is distractions. And you know, Distractions nowadays with all the different dinging and ringing and notifications and constantly being able to be contacted and interrupted and all the opportunities that we have have also given us a lot of noise in our life. And so we have to be really, really careful. And one of the things that we have to get clear on is we need to really prioritize what is truly important and what we need to be focusing on because it can take all of your energy just taking care of what feels urgent in the moment, whether that be notifications that you want to reply to, emails that are coming in that you want to get off of your list. Uh, maybe it's just house chores or tasks that you need to do for the kids or things that are just normal living activities can just overwhelm your life. It's kind of like one of those things where you're like, how in the heck do I get anything done? I can't seem to get my head above water because just regular life stuff buries me. How am I ever going to find time to actually work on the things that are going to help set me free? And the the answer to that is, is that we have to stop allowing the urgent things to control us. So even something as simple as like dishes, 
sometimes it's not the right time to do dishes. You you can find a way to fit that in your routine in a time that works, but we have to set aside the time where we are going to be working on the very important things and then the urgent things can wait for later. And it's uncomfortable to do that because we're in a habit and in a it's like we're on a moving carousel and we can't seem to stop it long enough to start working on the things that we want to, but you really will have to be very intentional and just take the leap and, and in faith, set a time and start taking that time back to do the things that you want to do because the crazy life is never going to stop going. It's always going to be there until you control it. So I like to say that you can either lead your life or you can follow it around. I had heard that from a woman. I so wish that I could remember her name from on stage. And um, I just have found that to be such a truth-filled quote. And it really is up to you. And that is all about really recognizing what are your priorities? What are the things that you want to make sure that you're fitting in? And instead of just letting life continue to spin out of control. The next thing about distractions is that Many times you're being sabotaged because your environment is not really set up for success. So just like your crazy life is not allowing you to have the success and it's being pushed out because you haven't made space for it. There are other things, even just physical things, clutter and overwhelm with being overcommitted or association from other negative people. You know, maybe it is you being misaligned, which we're going to talk a little bit more later on about. If we want to be successful, we will have to really start being intentional and setting up our life in a way that gives us more of a boost towards success instead of constantly dragging and pulling on us. So think about it as that feeling of determination where you were like, come hell or high water, I am getting to this next level, to this next place, and you are just pulling all of this stuff behind you. But what happens is if you start being intentional with your environment, then you can actually give yourself a boost by setting up your environment to help you to thrive and to not have all of that drag and pull on you. And so that is where we take care of the things in our environment, which we'll be covering here throughout this series so that that environment is set up for your success. And then the last thing about distractions is it's really just a lack of self-discipline. And I am such a rebel and I do not like a lot of boundaries. The moment that I feel like I'm contained, then I just want to rebel against that because I am not by nature a self-disciplined person. I do not like to have boundaries. But what I have found is I have had to self-discipline my flesh to follow what the Spirit is guiding me to do. So what God calls me to do and what I really want a lot of times are in competition. And so that's where you have to have the self-discipline to lay down the things that are not serving you so that you can pick up the things that will take you to that next level. And the thing is, is when you're moving to that next level, it's not just all about you profiting and having success, but when you move, then it moves everything around you. So it's it's a beautiful thing when you can develop self-discipline in a way that you can 
make changes in your life and make progress. And then when you make progress, it opens up the ability for other people to have the same results. So it's a really cool thing. The next part is procrastination. And really what procrastination, the reason why it happens for me at least, is that when my reality is not meeting up with my expectation of whatever I thought was going to happen. So when I think about and dream about the results that I'm going to have. And I think, okay, I'm going to take this action. And when I take this action, I can, because this is the way my mind works and I'm such a dreamer, is I will think about all the great things that can happen. And of course, they're usually pretty lofty. And then I take the action and then those things often do not happen at all. And then it leaves me feeling unmotivated because it's like, why do I keep trying when I'm doing things and nothing is happening? And it's because my expectations are really out of whack. And so it's almost a really good philosophy to let go of expectation. I've talked about this before, I believe in my motivation podcast. And the reason why is because when we have too lofty of expectations and the reality isn't meeting it, it's leaving that gap. And that gap, there's a lot of danger in that gap. There is a balance between not dreaming at all because you don't want to be disappointed and then dreaming too big. So I think that there is a more reasonable balance there and we need to make sure that we are trying to get our expectations in a way where we can say, okay, Based on some logic and data and some other evidence, I think that if I made 10 calls, then I should be able to make something happen if I make 10. But we know that if you're only doing five, most likely nothing is going to happen just because you need bigger numbers for something to show results. And so things like that. And so we need to be realistic. We need to base it on some kind of evidence and we need to at least get started to create like, okay, now I know that I have to reach out to about 15 people in order to get a result. And the more you take action, the more that you'll find out what is that reasonable number. What normally happens is people expect that on call one, two, or three, they're going to get a yes or something great is going to happen and nothing happens. And so then they get discouraged and lose motivation. And so that's when procrastination happens is because once we have experienced that our expectation wasn't met, then we feel like unmotivated to do anything. And that's, and we start to hesitate because fear starts to creep in is really what happens. The next thing is, is that until you get it into your life where it is a part of your life and it's a habit, it's really hard to get things to stick. And so that's why so many of us will start things and then we don't run the race to its fullest. We don't complete it. We stop. We get excited to start and then we stop. And it's just because it takes a while for your brain to accept that, okay, this is something that we do now. And until you get it in, into that habit form, you will have resistance because your brain is trying to tell you like, what are we doing? We don't do this. And there's a lot of um, rationalization that's going on between your brain and your own conscious mind. And so you have to learn to continually tell yourself that no, this is what we're doing and we're going to stay committed. And what trains your brain is actually what 
actions you are truly taking. When you fail to take the action, then you're not completing the sequence for your brain to really be programmed the way that it needs to be for it to be a long-lasting change. So kind of deep stuff, but it's the reason why you procrastinate because it's just not a habit. Anytime it's not a habit, you're going to feel resistance. And then the next thing is maybe you are procrastinating because you're just not fully prepared to take action. Maybe you're not prepared by knowing and having clarity of what you need to do first. Maybe you're really overwhelmed and you don't know what order you need to do things in or exactly where to start. Maybe it is that you don't have the right tool. And so you've been procrastinating on starting because you know that you don't have the right tool. Or maybe it's even an inner tool like feeling like unworthy or not enough or uninformed. And that's why you're holding back. And so it's really good for us to know these things. And in my worksheet, I ask you some questions to help you to identify these areas so that you can move past it. The next one is all about commitment. So I have a whole podcast on commitment, but the thing with commitment is that uh, many times you can't commit because you don't even have a clear picture of what it is that you want. It's very important for us to get very clear on exactly what we want, why we want it, what feeling we're trying to achieve and fulfill because of it. Because sometimes we think that we want something, but it's not really a deep want. So the first time that you are facing adversity, then you back off because you don't really care about it. But when you really, really care and it's worth the fight for you, then you will pay the price and you will stay committed. But you have to know what it is that you want. You have to get really clear on that and be able to clearly state it point it out, have it in front of you. Because if you don't know where you're going and what you want, why would you be able to move toward it? You don't even have a target. And so it's very important to get clear on that, to be committed. And and then the other reason is, is because many of us are very double-minded and we're straddling the fence. And so we say that we want something, but in order to get what we want, we would have to let go of something else and we're unwilling. And so we try to do both. And you can only do that for so long. You can only juggle for so long before you drop a ball, right? And so that basically is what happens. I know that it has happened to me so much over my life. I try to get so many things going on and you just don't have the capacity to be in an all-in commitment with too many things. And so you have to establish your priorities, decide where what you're committing to in this season right now and what's the priority and what you need to focus on. So some people sabotage themselves by being in a season where they really truly can't commit because of the season that they're in. And so what I teach is you may not be able to run toward your goal right now and be 100% fully committed. And I've heard it be said that you put your blinders on because you're running the race. You may not be in that season right now, but that doesn't mean that you can't be taking small steps forward. And we should always be taking some small step every single day toward the life that we dream of and toward our goals. So make sure you understand that, that you can't be double-minded. And so there will, it will require some kind of sacrifice. You will have to give up something. And, And I always hated hearing that because I always wanted it all. But it just didn't work. I wasn't able to be free to run the race that I wanted to run, to be as successful as I wanted to be because I had myself spread too thin. And maybe you do too. 
And then the last thing about commitment is often we will wait until we feel ready or the timing seems perfect for us to get started. So we're waiting for just that right, perfect time. We're waiting to feel like it's the right time. And there's never going to be a perfect time. You you decide when it's the perfect time. And that perfect time is the day that you start and the day that you truly commit. That is when it's good. Because what I always like to say is you make that decision and then you make the decision right. And the way that, again, our brains work is until you are telling it that this is important to me and you've made a commitment where you are all in whatever has to change and shift and be overcome for me to get there, I'm I'm committed to that, then you can start to lead your life in a way that things will just begin to open up. And until you can get to a place where you are really committed, your brain doesn't trust you. And so it's not going to help you until you really tell it how serious you are. And we do that through our actions. We do that through the things that we're saying. We do that through the things that we're visualizing and hoping for and what we're willing to um, step out on faith for. And so don't wait until you feel ready. Just make a decision and then make that decision right. And you will build your belief and you will you will get more excited about where you're going and more and more will be revealed to you as you go down the path. So don't feel like you have to have it all figured out before you take a step. Just start taking a step and things will be revealed to you. I think about that about when Peter walked on the water is it was almost like until he took the next step, there was... There was no evidence for him to, you know, besides faith for him to believe. And but then it was being provided for him as he took the steps. And so that's going to happen for you, too. I promise. And then the next one is about fear. Fear is a huge subject. I'm not going to be going too much into fear right now because we are going to be taking action in spite of fear. So we're not letting fear hold us back. But I want to at least give you an opportunity to think about um, how fear might be showing up for you. So when it comes to fear, you're afraid of other people seeing your imperfection. And again, back to that perfectionism thing is we get so trained and we protect ourselves so much to try to always show up perfect. We're trained in school to try to get that A, right? The perfect score. And we are judged by that. And so we always are striving to be perfect and for other people to see us as perfect. Even social media, that was a big problem with it is so many people are coming and they're showing the best face of themselves and their most perfect self and it's it's not real it's not real honest authentic life and then it feels really intimidating because even though we know that for us we know that it took us 10 15 20 takes to get that picture right that we've now posted but when we look at other people we forget that and we think that it's just us but it's everyone and everyone has imperfections and things that they're insecure about it's part of being human and so we have to make sure that we let go of being afraid to let other people see that we're imperfect i recently started saying that i was just going to show up as a beautiful mess and i was going to take ownership of that and i love this saying it says that if you um you're oh it's it's okay to be a masterpiece and a work of art in progress at the same time. And I think that really just says it all, right? It, and it is. It's completely okay. 
The next thing about fear is most of us are unwilling to pay the price because it's so uncomfortable. So back to creating new habits and doing something different or having an all-in attitude is then if you really are 100% committed, then what is it going to take to get there? And are you really truly willing to pay that price? And I think that the moment that we feel discomfort and the moment that it gets hard or there's adversity, we want to back off. And what we know in the word, it says that adversity builds your character. And of course, when you have good character, that is when you are able to continue to do good things in the world. And so we want to miss out on those growth opportunities because it's uncomfortable and we stop. And so we have to get to a place where we are willing to pay the price and we're willing to be uncomfortable and we're willing to be out of our comfort zones and to feel scared. And none of us want to feel scared, but we have to get comfortable with doing things scared because that's what it takes. That is the price of admission for having living life full out. You are living out there on the edge and you're not in your comfort zone. And so it is going to feel uncomfortable. It's, it's not going to be pleasant all the time, but there is a great benefit to pushing yourself and that is what all successful people know. And if you don't know that, it's because you back off and you're just in a habit of backing off. And so you have to stop letting fear stop you. And again, it's the fear of the uncomfortable, fear of the unknown of, I don't know if what I'm doing today is actually going to make a difference. So is it worth it? And the thing is, if you don't try, you'll never know. And if you're really truly committed to an end result and you have a clear result ahead of you, then then it will be worth it because you will figure everything out along the way and you won't let it stop you and you will be walking in faith and God is going to help you to get to that end. And so you just have to keep going. And the next thing about fear is that so many people play small because they're so afraid of failing. They're afraid of falling on their face and letting other people see them fail, being laughed at, the shame of failure. Um, and this is the thing is failure is actually your best teacher. And so when we are not allowing ourselves to fail, we are also not allowing ourselves to grow and change and become. And so again, get out there, make a beautiful mess, be willing to be really uncomfortable and just keep going forward and doing it scared anyways. And that's really is the price that it takes. And I remember when people would talk about that and I just couldn't grasp it. But once you start walking the walk, you have a clear vision of where you're going and you are figuring it out along the way in spite of how you feel about it, you're committed to getting there, then it'll all start revealing itself to you and you'll understand. Until you're out there in the arena, you can't understand. And then the next thing is misalignment. And this is actually the last part. So when it comes to misalignment, this is the whole reason why I created my entire business was about people were misaligned from who they were created to be. So I believe that God created you exactly the way that you need to be to show up in the world and be fruitful in the world and to fulfill your mission in the world is, is the way he knitted you together. So you have everything that you need to fulfill your calling. But so often the big deceiver and life will get us off track. And so we don't have an awareness of who we are, what we're good at, and we are doing all the wrong things. 
we're trying to be something that we're not. We we are shaming ourselves for not being good at things that we want to be good at. And we're not even tapping into and utilizing the things that we were intended to do. Because when you're working in a power, it feels so effortless that you don't even recognize it as a power. And the world teaches us to always be improving on our weaknesses, but that's a lie. And so with me, what I teach is to help people to understand and get centered in who they are. It was actually my calling from God after a prayer session where he said, my people don't know how they're knitted together, so therefore they cannot live in their purpose that I've called them to. And so that is my big mission is to help people to align with who they are so that they can reach the end. But then the other piece of that is that you have to recognize how you're being sabotaged, how you're sabotaging yourself so that you can overcome yourself every day to continue to grow into the person that you need to be so that you can serve the world like only you can. And so it's very important for you to recognize what your areas of power are. And that is something that I have and I have tests and I have all the resources for you and and then I ask you some questions in here. I'm not dealing too much with it in this particular training, but I have those things. So if that's something that you don't have clarity around what are five things you are fantastic at and you can do all day without growing tired and you love it, then we need to talk for sure. And the next thing about um, misalignment is that you're taking action on the wrong things in your business. So we can get caught up and spend 80% of our time doing the things that aren't moving us forward. And then we are only spending 20% of our time on the things that um, are helping us to make money, to move us to the next level. And so we need to flip-flop that. And we need to spend 80% of our time focusing on the things that we need to be doing to move forward, to create customers, to nurture, to teach, to get them the result that they're asking for so that we can get paid. And so we have to really analyze how we're spending our time and make sure. So we have to really analyze how we're spending our time and make sure that we aren't wasting our time. And a lot of people will, you know, waste their time in their email inbox. Or I know that for me, I've spent all kinds of time designing something pretty or, you know, working on an idea that I had because I was excited about it rather than taking action on something that really is going to move the needle in my business. So maybe you need to analyze that too. How are you spending your time? And make sure that you know what is that one thing that you should be spending 80% of your time doing in your business. There is a book that I just read the summary of called Clockwork, and he talks about that. He calls it your queen bee role or your QBR, and that is what you need to be spending 80 percent of your time on it's it's powerful and that is how you stop wasting time as well and then the last thing that I have for you about this misalignment is that we have to start we have to stop tolerating the things in our life that are not serving us and so again we get into these comfort zones Um, We have allowed things in our lives. We've tolerated things in our lives that are not serving us. And it's just difficult to make a change. And so it's a great time to really start looking at what are the things that I am a part of that are no longer serving me, that I've lost interest in, that I'm still committed to, that I can get rid of. Even things financially, like what are the things that I'm not utilizing that I'm spending money on? I mean, honestly, 
um, for us, we recognize that I didn't actually need to have my own vehicle because I work from home and I don't like to drive and it is cheaper for me to rent a car or Uber anywhere I would need to go than for us to be paying, you know, $600, $700 a month after everything for me to have a car that just sits. And so sometimes we just have extra dead weight in our budget, in our life, and we need to just cut it out. But you have to get aware and stop tolerating the things that are not serving you. Make sure that every single thing in your life is bringing you joy, that it is lifting you up, not dragging you down. And that really is something you have power over. That has to do with your environment. And that, again, is something we're going to be talking about in another part of this series. So just to reiterate, we talked about how negativity is pulling you down and it is sabotaging you. We talked about all the different distractions and how distractions are keeping you from doing the things that you need to be doing and focusing on. We talked about procrastination and the different reasons why you are procrastinating that you may not have realized. Things like your expectations are all out of whack or you aren't realizing that you will procrastinate if it's not a habit yet. And so when you feel the discomfort, you just quit and give up or maybe you're just not prepared. And that's why you're procrastinating. Um, We talked about commitment and why commitment is so important for you to get to the end result. That you have to know what you're heading for. Be clear on that end goal. You need to stop being double-minded and stop playing small. Being afraid to have other people see you fail. Get out there and make a beautiful mess. And then the misalignment. Make sure that you are in alignment with who you were created to be. That you are walking in areas of power every single day of your life. That you are utilizing your powers in this world. God gave you power to change the lives of other people. To do something great in this world. And don't miss your opportunity. We don't know how long that you have here. And I know at the end of your days, you would want people to be able to honor you and say that you made a difference in their life somehow and so we need to make sure that we are in our power zone that we get out of survival mode that we can start living a life that thrives and so join me back here for the rest of this series remember the next part that we're going to be dealing with is how to make those changes that last. So we're going to be learning how to start changing your behaviors and implementing tactics that are going to help you to not only start new things, but stick with them long term. And all of the things that you're going to be deciding on and starting are things that are going to move you forward to get you unstuck and to the next level. That's what we want for you. If you have not heard, I do have a Facebook group called the Social Selling Success Society. I had done this challenge within that group and that is where this all comes from. Make sure that if you are a Christian woman who is serving or selling through your social platforms and you want to get unstuck into the next level, then Social Selling Success Society on Facebook is where you want to be for support and encouragement and great training like this. And of course, I do it live so you can ask questions and interact. And then 
throughout this series, we are going to help you. And by the end, you're going to get to a very specific 90 day goal. And you will even know what you should be working on on a day to day basis. I give you a template to work that all out for yourself and give you so much clarity. So I hope that you'll join in and make sure that you listen to all four parts of this series. Thank you so much for listening. Get your worksheet if you haven't downloaded already. There's a fillable version and a printable PDF. It's all one document for all four of these parts. So I want to make sure that you get them and you're able to review them and most importantly, answer the questions for yourself. So this document is a great thing to go along with this. You don't have to follow along with it, but you can review and get all the information. And then of course you have the mentoring worksheets to help you to put to action all the things that you're learning. We always want you to put things to action so that I'm not just wasting your brain cells by giving you information that is useless to you. So thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate you. Please give me a review, share it with a friend, and I will see you here again next week for part two of this series. Until then, shine bright and make a difference.